Oh, let me sneak past you there, bud, and start the podcast. <laughs> the Boredom Podcast. As usual, I'm Nate, and I'm here with Jake. Hello. <laughs> I, I was just expecting your normal um oh no dude. Podcast. <laughs> I'm gonna change it up every now and then <laughs> uh, all right so what are we doing today we are talking summertime summertime gladness midwest summertime. what it means what, what does summer mean to the midwest the summer in the midwest is like thank god winter is over oh right yeah, yeah, yeah it's finally summer but winter three quarters of the year is winter yeah three quarters yeah is probably about right actually we only get like like three four months would you say of like good good weather yeah yeah i mean i i personally like like the end of spring beginning of fall like that cool air feeling like that where it's like um i, I don't know what to read maybe 60s or 70s where it's just a little bit cooler Oh yeah, than sweater the actual summer months. I love, I love fall, but like you know. So like if, if you're counting those, we maybe have like five, five good months. So I guess that's yeah. almost half the year where you can where you can be outside without you know putting your life in danger. Yeah, or yeah, risking frostbite and yeah, cutting off that. your limbs. Um, yeah. So uh, before actually before we get into the summer topics that we have planned. We actually have a beer review, which is going to be a new segment we'll be doing every month during our beer episodes. So what what beer do you have again? I have, it's called Elysian Space Dust IPA. And which it is amazing. It's garbage. It's absolute garbage. And let me tell you, let me tell you why. I'm excited to tell you why. All right, let's, well, let's hear your review of this beer. I guess it was mostly my fault from the beginning. I've always hated super hoppy beer as as you know um it's something that i'll drink I'll, I'll drink it if it's the only thing available but yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna bitch about it every every drink that i have to take should yeah um I like it. but yeah it was a good old uh quick trip beer another uh beautiful is quick trip midwestern quick trip is midwestern we should yeah. we should do a quick trip uh podcast because we're 100 gonna, oh, gonna do a quick trip podcast don't <laughs> you trip, worry quick trip is bomb um we're just gonna do an I, entire wisconsin podcast where we just talk <laughs> about everything wisconsin but anyway elysian um yeah it's it's very heavily on the the hoppy side of an ipa like if it's if it's an ipa that's on the little like the, the lower end of hoppiness i usually don't mind it but this one is pretty extreme so you'll drink like a Moon Man because that's on the lighter side. Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. Uh, you had that. One. That's that's yeah, delicious. Yeah, I, I love Moon Man. That one's really good. But um, this this uh, beer review is a little. Uh, uh, we'll just come out come out and be honest here. We did drink this beer before this podcast. So it's not an exact review on the podcast because you got that when I was over at your place the other day when we walked. Over yeah, there. it was it was it was the only one I had for today, but yeah. Oh, and okay. I had it, and I usually like a little bit of happiness in my beer. I'll drink an IPA, and I, even I thought that one was just disgusting. It's it's so hoppy. It's horrible. Would you would you like to tell everybody why you bought that specific beer? Why you oh, would, I would why, be you would, why, Jake, why would you buy a beer so, that had so many hops, knowing that you don't like hops? Yeah, just, no, I'm, I just want to make sure that everybody knows. Definitely, definitely. Let me explain. Um, so I am a hundred percent sure that at least 98% of our listeners are RuneScape fans. So, <laughs> so, uh, 
Elysian <laughs> is the best in slot RuneScape Shield. So how could you name a beer that and not have it be a top tier beer? You know what I mean? And, well, I mean, I can think of like 900 different reasons for well, that. Well, good thing your opinion doesn't matter right now. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> so you bought a beer purely based on the name, knowing it was an IPA, knowing it was probably something you weren't going to like, but you just assumed that it was going to taste good because it was a shield in a game that you like to play. Best in slot shield. Best in slot shield. Correct. That, that is correct. Okay. okay. I just want just to make sure that we were, we were clear on that. Yep. Nope. That is a hundred percent correct. Moving on. <laughs> what, what do you got? What are you, what are you drinking? I, uh, I got um, the Wisconsinite beer fitting for our podcast. It's by Lakefront Brewery, which they're super dope. Yeah. Um, I, I've, I like everything I've tried from them. Is that the one that had the haunted house? Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah. That was a really awesome haunted house. A haunted, haunted brewery. If you do live in Wisconsin, I would recommend going to that if it's open this October. But uh, I don't know how I feel about this beer. It's weirdly like sweet but sour at the same time. Oh, weird. Mm-hmm. Sour. And it's got a yeah. It's got a weird aftertaste. I don't even know how to describe the flavor of it. It does. T- it tastes a little sour. Okay. Yeah, but it's a uh, it's a summer Weiss. Uh, so I guess it's probably more seasonal than anything. If I was taking a guess, and it's got a picture of a like a wind vane on it, like the the little chicken and the arrow, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, Wisconsinite from Lake Brewery. It's not bad. Um, yeah, I, just I'm, not I, I would drink. I kind of want to try it. I'm interested. Like, I I, I can't oh, yeah. think of a, a sour beer like that had a little it's, bit of a sour taste to it before. I don't think I've ever had one. It's interesting. We'll say it's interesting because I like Lake Front Brewer and I don't want to shit on them for making a, a bad beer. Yeah, I've liked everything I've tried from them. I, I, yeah, I they, had like three or four different, beer. one of their, um, what is it called? Not, they're not, are they a microbrewery? Um, they're kind of big, aren't they? They're, I mean, they're they're big in Wisconsin, but I, I mean, I don't think you're going to find Lake Front Brewery, you know, beers down in Florida. Right, or right. Like that. So they're locally famous, kind of like... Um, New Glarus, like New Glarus oh, is sure. huge. Like you can't go to a bar in Wisconsin that doesn't serve spotted cow. But uh, but at the same time, like, you know, they don't, they're kind of a weird brewery because they won't sell to anybody that's outside of Wisconsin. Right. So I like, bar, like down in Illinois. I know I do like that about them. Like if Illinois or Minnesota ever asks, like, nope. Sorry, you gotta come to Wisconsin. Yeah. Sorry, champ. <laughs> sorry, chief. <laughs> so we, got a lot to, we got a lot to get through so we should probably get started here so yeah um, we have a ton to cover so i guess uh since we're talking summer in the midwest uh we'll kind of get more specific to wisconsin because that's where we live um and we kind of got to talk about this first topic which i almost forgot about until i was reminded at the fire the other night that we should probably add this topic in um Summerfest. of course it's the world's largest music festival. Uh, that's actually a real fact. So if anybody's listening and you and you dis- dispute that, that's a fact. It is the world's largest music festival. And it's in Milwaukee every year. In, well, almost every year in Wisconsin, except for this year. You know year, what's crazy, though? Is it, is it the, I don't know if you know this, is it the largest because it's like, it runs so long? Because I've been to Lollapalooza and like, I feel like, like the grounds and the crowd size are much bigger. I think I think it probably is because it's yeah it's like a week long is it a week long or more than that I think it's more I think it's two weeks is it two weeks long it's, I think it's yeah, it's extremely so long. long I, I, but, I think uh, so it's probably that like based on that but like still you think about the amount of people going there 
That's true. Over that amount of time, and it's still a lot. And the place. tickets are so cheap. Like it's like what fifteen bucks to get into the yeah, grounds, to, and to it's get, like just to get into the grounds. Yeah, the amphitheater I mean, is the only place that costs extra. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, once you get in, like obviously it's normal, like festival prices. Like you're gonna pay out the ass if you want a beer and a hot dog to live on. Yeah, their but beers so are insanely expensive. So crazy expensive. Um, but some cool history about it. Um, it was conceived in the 60s. I didn't realize it was that old. Um, oh, by the by, the mayor of that time, Henry W. Meyer or Meir. I don't know how you pronounce that last name. Um, he was inspired by his visit to Oktoberfest in Munich, Germany. So he wanted to create a similar like ethnic themed festival. Um, That's so, cool. So he kind of like came back and was like, yeah, let's hold a festival um, and let's bring in a bunch of bands and everything. But it actually wasn't, it wasn't like you think of it now in one centralized location. There was 35 different locations. Wow. It was like super spread out. Yeah. Um, The first one was in July, 1968. It had music like normal, but it also had an air show. That sounds awesome. Like with like the jets flying through the air. doing tricks. Have you ever been to an air show? Um. God, I don't think an actual show. No, there was one near me, and uh, what was it? Was by Stevens Point. Um, yeah, there's, what was a, that there's called? a huge one. In, there's a huge one in Wisconsin. I I think it's yeah, like they have like stealth bombers and stuff fly yeah, by though. Like they yeah. have a lot of there's a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, no, it's that one's huge. I don't My, think it's the biggest one, but it's it's really big. Getting getting a little off topic here. I'll, I'll keep it short since we have so much to cover. But okay. I, I, had, I had a friend that went to that show though, and he said that they actually lit off like a mini bomb that released like like the you know like the they have like the sound wave or like the air wave from like the initial explosion they had you stand behind like a wall and you could actually like feel that wave and he was like it made him like take a step back even because it was like so strong i'm sure uh, iola iola i think that's it isn't it yeah or Or is that the car show the car show that's the car show damn it yeah uh, I think Oshkosh. I think it's Oshkosh, isn't Oshkosh. it? Yep. yep Oshkosh Air Show. Because I have uh, one of the people I used to work with goes every year. Like it's the only it's the only time he ever takes off work. It's super weird, but it's the only time he'll ever take off. Like Friday through Sunday, he goes there and he comes back every year super sunburned because he like doesn't believe in sunscreen for some reason. <laughs> Neither do I. I get burnt um, every year. <laughs> um, but uh, so the names for. Summerfest, when they were like coming up with the name for Summerfest, they didn't actually start with that. At first, it was called the Milwaukee World Festival. And then the second name that they come up with was uh, Julie Spab, which I think is uh, it's German for July Fun. I don't know how you actually say that in German. <laughs> it's weird. And I don't speak German. Um, but the permanent location, so after they were like 35 locations, might be too much. They moved it uh, to in 1970 to where it is now, which is actually an old Nike missile site, which is uh, an old air, anti-aircraft missile program that the U.S. used to have. So that's an old. So, so not the shoe company. <laughs> no, not the shoe company. That's what I thought at first too. I was like, Nike missiles. Is like Nike does of... Nike does missiles. <laughs> yeah. So I like googled Nike missile, and I was like, oh no, those are anti-aircraft missiles. That's like a full like war thing that they move to so that that's what that used to be when you're walking around there that's where missiles used to be whoa um but i wanted to test your knowledge real quick because the smiley face the red smiley face for summerfest you know yes was designed by 
two graphic artists and I was wondering if you had ever heard of these people in your in your major because you uh, are a graphic designer I actually I, I'm looking at their names I, I don't think I've heard of either of these people no it's uh Noel, Noel Spangler and Richard D Grant so I didn't know if you had ever heard of them yeah I don't think no. I have no I've probably seen their other work there's graphic designers are very um they don't put their names on a lot of things like they're usually just kind of they are what's the word when um like an artist signs like a painting you know what i mean like a signature they they don't put a signature on anything yeah like, when you don't know your name who did the mcdonald's logo you know what i mean like <laughs> you don't know <laughs> no yeah, it doesn't true. say like designed by this person underneath the logo so it's like yeah, it's that's actually true. That's true. it's weird but there's got to be like some famous graphic designers right yeah yeah there's definitely there's ones that are more well known than others but it's it's not like artists you know like I feel like artists are more on like the front end of like their work when graphic designers are normally kind of yeah, in the back. Yeah, that's true. So they're, they're, they don't have as a, uh, as big of an ego as your average artist does. Who's like, you can put I it like want that. my name over this. Like graphic designers are like, no nah, man, you just, you, you can use it. Just it's weird it. though. Cause like their name too, like an artist, like an actual like painter, like his name is what gives paintings the value. Even if yeah, like, that's a that's a whole corrupt system. Yeah, yeah, we we could do a whole podcast on that too. We're coming up with and so many probably ideas. Probably will because we're uh, again, this podcast is going to be about whatever we want it to be about. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, do you want to take this next portion? Because you were you were kind of the one that actually did the research on this part. Yeah. Um. Another huge part of the Midwestern summer like culture. I we have to talk about the Dells. Oh, you can't um, not talk about. Dude. it's it's known as the water park capital of the world which i'm pretty sure i think it's just like probably the the area that has the most water parks in it but i don't think any of our water parks are the largest if, yeah if, i, I mean, think i don't think any of them is going to be the largest but if you put them all together in that small yeah. of an area maybe, maybe like, it's true i don't know yeah so i don't know how true that is but like looking into it too they have so much history that goes back like millions of years for just like how rocks were formed and like how the culture like was based around it so i think we can talk more about just like the attractions and like maybe because I, I like looking through the history i felt like we we literally could talk like an hour just oh, about sure. the history I, of it there was a lot of cool stuff but um, i did a tour there once um not a duck boat tour unfortunately still want to do one of those yeah um but i did a tour there of like the the rock carvings and everything and like they were just doing a brief history on the dells and i mean that was like an hour trip and they didn't even get through the full history so yeah like yeah i went on the dells the, the army duck adventure boats which are like for those who don't know it's basically like a big boat on wheels that can go down the street and then it can it's drive like right boat. into the water yeah, it's like a boat had sex with the car while a tank watched. Yes, that's actually perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's and, exactly. <laughs> and, like, I, I went on that with my family when I was really young. I don't really remember a lot, but I remember them talking about, like, the rocks to, like, the significance of, like, the formation and how the rocks were formed because there's a lot talking of, like... about the rocks or talking about Dwayne Johnson? Both, both, both. Dwayne Johnson oh, was a huge part of the, the tour. Was Dwayne <laughs> yeah. Johnson the one who carved he, he, <laughs> he literally punched <laughs> the rocks day and night for he, three years. Okay, okay. <laughs> he, he punched everything and was formed out of them at the same time, and that's how he was created. Exactly. But, like, yeah, they talked a ton about just the Dells in general. I don't remember a lot because I was young at the time, but it was cool. I, mm -hmm. I remember, like, driving into the water and that experience of, like, 
Oh, dude, I'm so jealous. That was cool. That was really cool. Like, you know, I live in Wisconsin and I've never done a duck boat ride, which just, it feels wrong. I know a lot of people that haven't. A lot of people don't do that. It's, it's this huge thing. But I mean, that kind of happens in every state. Like all these states have these huge attractions, yeah. like, sites to go see. And a lot of people that even live there. And like, there's yeah, people as, in New York that have never been to the Empire State Building. Right. Especially at the Dells too. Like you have um, Mount Olympus and Noah's Ark, which are probably... I would say the biggest attractions. Oh, They're dude. kind of what are always on like the forefront of advertisements. Which but, one are you more a supporter of? That? Uh, I I went to Mount Olympus a ton more than Noah's Ark, so I think I'm biased in that way. Like my I, family just always went there. I agree, though. Like I've been to both actually pretty equally, and I would definitely say I think Mount Olympus is the superior place to go. But yeah. I also like to swim more than I like to go on roller coasters. Right. Yeah. Mount Mount Olympus is like a hybrid park it has a lot of water outdoor water slides and um just water rides they and just have the better wave pool though oh honestly. the wave pool's cool the poseidon's wave. rage yeah. i think it's called mm-hmm. yeah it's like it sends one wave out every what like every minute and it's just yeah. one massive yeah. wave like yeah, 13 those feet like tall. a bunch of like medium-sized wave which is fun in its own way but i much prefer to like feel like i'm gonna die was yeah. one if massive there's wave. like so like you can be right up next to like the very front where the wave forms and you just kind of like go straight up and straight down it's very safe and then if you're in the far back you kind of just get like the aftermath of the wave but if you're in that middle area where the wave Ooh. crashes and like the, the crash starts to form you are literally under the water like can't breathe you don't know the where you side. are you get yeah, pushed dark. back like 20 feet like Everybody it's just so kind of like <laughs> so dangerous. Like, that yeah, reminds that... me of the wilderness. Do you remember the wilderness? Yes. How could I? Oh my forget? god! <laughs> going to the wave pool there—terrible idea. There was that we one were... little spot where you'd get in between two two waves, and mm-hmm. it would con- you you couldn't breathe. It was just one wave after another, just pushing you down. <laughs> Did not help that we were all like shit faced. That, that might have been. Like, we started at nine o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and then we're like yeah what's a good idea to do when you're super drunk and also jake is not like a top tier swimmer let's go swim out into the deep end of and let's the wave. put jake right in the worst yeah let's put position. jake in the worst spot so that he just <laughs> swallows the entire pool there was like three <laughs> moments that i can like vividly remember where i honestly thought i was gonna die i thought that was it was gonna be it like i was gonna die drunk in wisconsin dells at the wilderness in this random wave pool and my body would forever become one with the waves. And I mean, there are worse ways to die. That's true. But <laughs> become a legend and also probably become a ghost. And then you get to haunt the wave pool and you just get to like pick one kid and <laughs> you could use your ghost powers and just like yank him under. Could you imagine? That'd be terrifying. That would be terrifying. <laughs> Going into That's a haunted be- wave pool. A haunted wave pool. Hey, <laughs> hey there's an idea right there. Any, um, any, any haunted attraction companies listen to that? <laughs> a haunted wave pool where you just straight up let kids drown. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> moving off in Mount Olympus, Noah's Ark is purely water slide based. Yeah. Um, there's no roller coasters or anything, but they have some some awesome slides. Like the, the Anaconda one, that long, the it's just Anaconda, like long. And, Anaconda? The Anaconda. Am I saying that wrong? Anaconda. we'll ignore that for now yeah we can ignore that we'll ignore that for now but yeah i i do like the anaconda i haven't been there i haven't been to noah's arcs they added like 
four or five new ones since I've been there. The last time that I was there was when the Anaconda was brand new. That's okay. How long yeah, we went there. I think last summer was the last time I went there, and they had some cool looking ones. There was one where it was like you stood vertically, and the floor beneath you drops, and you drop into the slide. Ooh. And like I didn't go on that one, but it kind of looked freaky. Like the floor beneath you just kind of like drops, and you fall into the slide. That sounds yeah it, and i think that there's another one too where you actually do a loop like it's like a roller coaster loop i remember the marketing for that one they, i was uh, like they what really if you market- get stuck like and like there's flowing water like oh i'd get so claustrophobic yeah, in that one were, they were really pushing but, that loop like i remember that's all they talked about in every commercial like, oh this yeah one has a loop. But no, other than the two those two big attractions like the dells is the dells is full of just like I guess like family fun. Like you could be a kid, a teenager, your twenties, you could be adult, even like True. without kids. Or I think when you like a family with kids though, it's probably like they're, That's they have the most, idea. like you have so much to, you have like, there's water shows. Um, there's mini golf, go-karts, there's escape rooms. Uh, have you ever gone to the top secret that upside down white house? Oh, when I was a kid, I honestly don't even remember like, it. I, I went when I was a kid too, but I kind of do remember it. It's like, you kind of had getting like a tour of uh, the White House, but everything, like the whole building is upside down. So oh. it looks cool driving by, but then also the tour, each room you go through is upside down. And That's crazy. Yeah, I, I, I forgot exactly what happened, but I remember it being really cool and like interesting. But um, That is really cool. Actually, but, I, would, I would go do that. But like, other than that, you have like the main street of the Dells is full with different stores and restaurants oh, and ripley's like, believe it or not ripley's there believe, yeah there, that place is cool and it's just a bunch of really random little stores like souvenir stores but like yeah i don't know everything I, I, is a souvenir store there. yeah exactly but like yeah there's a lot of cool stuff it's fun to just walk out you could spend really a whole cool day area. oh easy. But, you could spend a, like multiple days you could spend a full weekend trying to oh, get yeah. through everything there. but real quick have you ever done wizard's quest i haven't i've heard of oh, it vaguely Nate, but what I, is it I remember, like, as a kid, this was the dopest shit I've ever done in my life. It was, like, a huge, like, all right, so when you get there, you have to buy, like, a wand, like, a Harry Potter-looking wand, right? Like, a wizard wand. Okay. It has, like, a, uh, like, a, an infrared, or not infrared, like, a sensor on it, though, basically. Like, a, I don't know what kind of, like, a, probably, like, a TV remote, like, something similar to that, like, whatever okay. that technology is. But, like, it has one of those in the tip. And then you go through, basically... Just the tip just the tip but okay. it's the coolest like obstacle jungle course that you could imagine as a kid like it's like five different levels high like you have five different floors there's rope things there's just like every the coolest imagine the coolest jungle gym that you've ever seen in your life and throughout this jungle gym there's hidden things that you can point your wand at and there's like a button and like the sensor will activate it and you have to go around collecting things and then like I, I forgot exactly what you're collecting or what you're doing, but like, it's the coolest shit that I've ever done in my life as a kid. What? Nothing. <laughs> I'll, I said I'll, I'll, collecting I, dignity. Oh, okay, okay. I was like, I'll, 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 I'll hear it in editing. I'll, I'll know what you said. <laughs> no, I'll just, uh, no, I'll just tell you. Yeah, I was I'm guessing no. it's just like real life RuneScape, sort of, without the fishing. Nate, stop hating on RuneScape. <laughs> I'm always gonna hate on RuneScape. I I did say before the episode we're gonna do a podcast about MMORPGs, and I did say that I will make a RuneScape account. 
and I will just like sit down and play for like an hour or two. Okay. To, like get a get an idea of what I'm. What I'm, I'm excited to see if you can even get off Tutorial Island, but I promise you I won't. <laughs> I promise you I will not. But uh, now that we've got um, those very important uh, couple topics out of the way, we can kind of get into more of what I consider the the classic uh, Midwestern, more generalized um, kind of parties. So my favorite one is the classic lake party. I love a good lake party, just going out to a sandbar, either oh, yeah. on a boat or even just like going to a beach somewhere um, and just like sitting out there playing drinking games and getting wasted in the sun, getting your sunburned. Like nothing sounds more fun to me than that, honestly. Not, not going to lie for, for the, the rest of this podcast, a lot of these summer things, like I've, I've done most of these that we'll talk about, but I, I was, I was a pretty big nerd. I, I was, I, I stayed inside most of the summer and played no. video games. No, Nate. No. Nate, Nate, I'm, I'm, I'm hitting you with a bombshell right now, dude. Okay. All right. Pause, pause. We got to, I, I got to talk to Jake first. One, I, was, I was a pretty big nerd. i like for like the lake party like i've I've gone to like maybe like one or two sandbars okay for like even like boats like i i didn't even go on boats every summer no oh my god not every summer okay i mean i get that's not like completely out of the ordinary but it is a big uh big thing in the midwest um you know to go out on the boat either go fishing or swimming out of the sandbar but um the one thing you probably can get on board with though is swim trunks for me personally finding like a good pair of swim trunks that's super comfortable is actually like surprisingly difficult you you know what i actually have a counter to that i had one pair of swim trunks that i probably had like i i I probably hit my like peak height in middle school and didn't grow (laughs) until now i could probably still fit in them lucky and I had one pair of swim trunks that were just the perfect trunks, the perfect trunks. And I don't remember owning, I, I, they were just some generic, like solid color brown trunks. I remember. And they were incredible. They were so comfy. I wanted to wear them like, well, I wasn't swimming as a kid because they were just so comfy. Uh, you know, I actually wrote this part before I got that, that new pair of shorts. Oh Yeah. That I'm super excited about. Tell the people uh, about them. <laughs> I got a pair of shorts uh, from Target. Uh, their brand, Goodfellow. They make a a short that is, it's like a hybrid between your traditional like Dockers type shorts, like the, you know the button and the zipper, normal cargo, not cargo style, but Docker type. And they dual as swim trunks, so like you can wear them just as normal shorts, or you can wear them as swim trunks. And I think that is really dope. I know that not everybody gets ex- as excited as about that, but it's super <laughs> cool to me. You know, I, I <laughs> I'm just going to buy another pair, honestly. I just bought my first Goodfellow clothing as well, like probably within the last like two weeks. I'm wearing and, a Goodfellow like, tank top right now. They, that brand is incredible. Like, I'm probably going to like my, my whole wardrobe right now is basically band tees and a couple striped shirts yeah. and one button up. For like, Hold on, uh, quick disclaimer. This podcast is not affiliated with anything Target related. They do not support <laughs> this podcast and they do not, they do not support anything that is said on this podcast. End of no, disclaimer. You know, but yeah, if, if, if Goodfellow, Target, Target's Goodfellow brand wants to sponsor us, dude, I'll hop on that shit. Yeah, good, yeah Goodfellow, you want to sponsor us I, and give us like 
Like you know, like what, like hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, nothing major, not nothing too major. You just want no. to pitch us some of that money. Uh, we'll totally show you at every podcast. I um, five listeners. I got one nice button up shirt though, and it's just so comfy. And like, I got some pants, just like, mm-hmm. like nice work pants, you know, because like my yeah. last job, I could wear band tees every day, but I don't think I'm gonna be able to do that for every job. Probably not. <laughs> but like, they're they're a good brand. I really like them a lot, and they're cheap. Yeah, yeah, no, they're really good price, and they actually Cheap quality. Have quality clothing. Yeah, I'm, I, I love, I love Good Pillow. Um, so, uh, yeah, so that's lake parties. Um, if you, you know, shoot us a message if you've never been to a lake party and you disagree that that's a Midwestern thing, let me know. But I, I feel like I know a lot of people in Minnesota, Wisconsin, Illinois who all like Illinois. They flock in droves up to Lake Geneva in Wisconsin here. Oh yeah, See, because. I, I, Illinois sucks. So they have to come <laughs> up here to go vacationing because Illinois again sucks. Like like mainly like the most the most I've been at a lake is I, I went camping a lot. That was like my big summer thing. Like if I wasn't gaming and I wanted to touch my, my skin out into the sun, it would probably be for camping. <laughs> and and uh, we we always went to Jack Lake, which was probably like maybe like thirty thirty minutes from Anago, maybe. Okay. And Jack Lake. Yeah, and like that was the lake that I probably went to the most. Is that one that the one your dad bought the boat for? No, no, I I don't know why he bought the boat. There's uh, <laughs> th- there's a lot of lakes I guess around Anago that they're I don't know. I can't think of any off the top of my head. It's, it's kind of a drive though. You probably have to at least drive thirty or forty minutes to get to a good lake to use it. Yeah, it's still still a little weird to me that you would buy a boat to drive thirty minutes to to drop it off and actually go boating yeah i mean i guess my, my whole family lives in one little small area so they all go together okay. usually but that's also a wisconsin thing like so that's many true. families own boats like my family has a boat i mean they keep it up at the cabin which is by the lake but again why are we making this podcast what the fuck else is there to do in exactly wisconsin? like there's, there's literally nothing else to do except you know drive 30 use, minutes and go on a boat <laughs> use, yeah, yeah use what you have at your disposal although you know technically our cabin is an hour away so we have to drive an hour to go boating yeah so, I mean, um another thing in at least wisconsin i would assume this is probably a big thing in the midwest in general is tubing now there's two kinds of tubing i don't know which one you have done more of if you've done either of them but there's like getting pulled behind a boat uh, having the person violently whip you off of the tube into whatever happens to be at the lake at that time. And then there's the river trip, very, very relaxed river trip where you just kind of have like the, the floating cooler with you, getting mm-hmm. drunk out of the river. You know, have you done either of those? I, yeah, I've done, I've done probably more of the violent um, whipping you into the waves of the boat, like the, the waves yeah. that are being created by the boat. I've probably Fun done that more. Time. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I think I enjoy doing the the more lazy river with the floating cooler more. Like that's my favorite. That's one my favorite my to you. But I, yeah, I definitely I've done the other one more. I actually have a a quick story. I know that we are going to go so far over time on this podcast. Oh yeah, we're just going to deal with it. Um, so there's a by my parents place where i used to live there's the eau claire river that's like almost right by my house like it's just two blocks away and i could go tubing whenever i wanted to um and my friend cody and i uh decided to plan a river trip one year 
but before we were going to go on the trip, we're like, okay, before we plan this trip, we should probably time the trip out to see like how long it's going to take before we invite everybody. And we're like, well, if we're going already, why not take a couple drinks with us? Um, so I was trying out something new at that time. I was trying out some twisted tea. I don't know if you've ever oh, had twisted they're tea. They're dangerous. It is very alcoholic. You cannot taste the alcohol. Um, and it was about 95 degrees out that day with a really high humidity. So this trip ended up being three and a half to four hours. And I brought a 12 pack twisted tea with me. There was no twisted tea left at the end of that oh, four hour trip. Uh, Nate struggled to get out of the river. So extremely, <laughs> extremely, da- like I look back on this on how dangerous this was. And I'm like, you idiot. You could have died so easily. Like, oh yeah. These sharp jagged rocks, like blackout drunk. I'm not kidding. When I like, I was fading in and out of this entire interaction. Get out of the river. Luckily we, we managed, we did remember to bring a phone with us. Because we had parked one of our cars over at the end. We're like, oh, we'll just, one of us, whoever only has like one or two drinks, will drive home at the end. Neither of us were in driving shape. So we call <laughs> my brother. And as soon as he gets there, like, we are belligerently drunk. We're like, Bob, fucking time you showed up. What even took you so long? And he, he was this so... This man comes to help you and you just insult him and immediately. And insult him immediately. So he, he's getting super mad. I am throwing up in the in this in the parking lot um, oh, i'm sure when you end this trip is in a parking lot of this uh this restaurant called iello's <laughs> so i'm just in like people are walking in it's a very nice restaurant like people are like dressed up i'm like sitting next to my brother's car throwing up in the parking lot with an inner tube under me <laughs> it was uh it was one of the like the really bad experiences that i will probably never do again in my life no twisted teas um those are so dangerous. Like you can't taste any alcohol in those no, at all. You really, really can't. It's you can just chug them like a like a cold glass like of iced tea. It's like water. And it's I like was, water. That's what happened. Is like you know I wasn't like paying attention to how much I was drinking. I was like it was hot. I'm like I'm gonna have have one, and I wasn't even counting how many I was having. It was just really hot. I was really thirsty, and then it wasn't until the end that I reached in, and there was no more cans left. That I was like, oh. And I stood up, that's right when I stood up. And as soon as I stood up, I was like, uh, I made a mistake. Yep. I made a big mistake here. So that's my, that's my tubing story. That's now permanently in podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, so do you, have you, do you do a lot of river trips or is that not? Not really. That's, that's when I never really do a ton. Okay. Uh, how about our next topic? Do you do that one a lot? It's uh, the bonfire bonfires. Part. Bonfires. I I would have more of them. I, I my dad would always have bonfires, and it would be more like we'd have like family and friends come over. Um, but we always migrated inside. I never I never stayed outside too long. Hmm. A, a lot of my friends who had them, it was usually way out in the country, and I was just always yeah that's not kind feeling of, like going. That's what I think of when I think of a bonfire. I'm like way out in the middle of nowhere um you know so, mm-hmm. so the cops can't find you like i wouldn't even call it a bonfire like it was more like we had just like a fire pit like it wasn't like an, a big bonfire like when i when yeah. i think of a bonfire i think of a a bigger <laughs> like uncontained fire yes of sorts yes. yeah there's actually yeah I, I, that's actually here in my notes here i said i'm like there's kind of two different kinds of parties there's the campfire party which i love i love having campfire parties we just had one the other day i mean 
that's more what I've done. Couldn't get anything going because uh, everything was very green. Uh, not yeah, very, very. It just rained. It just rained the day before, but um, but that was a lot of fun. But bonfires, yeah, I love having a bonfire party. My uncle used to have huge ones when I was younger out at his place, um, and they still have them occasionally up at the cabin. Um, they can be very dangerous, though. Uh, but interesting history: uh, the word bonfire is believed to have come from uh, the term bone fire. From the time of the the Celtic people, the Celts, um, when they would have their midsummer festivals, they would burn animal bones to ward off animal spirits. And I think that that is one of the most badass parties that I've ever heard of. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that sounds intense. Like they crushed up animal bones and burned them to get rid of demons. Well, those must have been some insane demons, dude. I hope it worked for them. I, I I hope it did too. Can you can you imagine if that was like still a thing now? No. Like, like like every year instead of Christmas, like that would have been the the thing we evolved. From. That'd be awesome. <laughs> so like no no, we're not having Christmas this year. We're gonna go burn some animal bones and uh, <laughs> use demons. No, I guess I, I the the one bonfire I can remember, uh, it was after I think it was like our juniors. I think it was our junior year of high school. And we all cleaned out our lockers and threw all of our binders, all of our school papers, all of our notebooks oh, into a big yep. pile. And mm-hmm. we, uh, we all bought our, our bow and arrows and we ripped a shirt up and like put them on the end of the arrows and dipped it in gasoline yep. and lit them. And <laughs> the, the best part though was like all of our bows, like the bow I was using at least was like when I was like a kid in archery. So it was like yep. a pound of resistance <laughs> and <laughs> the flaming shirt on the end like i i did not think about it at all though like i brought i like drew the bow back and the fire was then at my hand at the bow <laughs> and yep. it it immediately like burnt me and i was like fuck and I, I let go and the the bow was so weak that the arrow went like seven feet because of the <laughs> the weight of the shirt yep that's something you never think about like i've shot a flaming bow, bow and arrow before, like a flaming arrow that's the one thing you never like goes through your head somehow is yep. as soon as you pull that arrow back that flame is right at your hand oh yeah like, on your hand you don't think about that part no you don't oh, guys are probably, really, <laughs> probably not very relatable for anybody now living like in the midwest like that bow and arrows are just that <laughs> like that common. like everybody just brought their bow and arrow <laughs> Oh, everyone has a bow. Everyone went to archery. I mean, yeah, I I had to take archery in gym class. That was a that was a fun time. Mm-hmm, me too. Um, that actually works well into the next topic. Uh, gasoline. Is it more fun than ah, dangerous? It is definitely more fun than dangerous. You know what? You know how much fun I've had with gasoline, and how many times oh, I've actually gotten hurt. Like the amount of fun heavily outweighs. Yeah, like the two the dangerous. That I've ever gotten. Yeah. We like, to, I regret nothing. We used to go, we would have bonfires at my friend's, um, at my friend's house. He had this huge, huge fire pit. And we would go, this was, I mean, gas is cheap now, but like this was back, like when I first got my license, when just the regular price of gas without coronavirus going on was actually like a dollar eighty. Like it was under $2 all the time. So we would go and we got like a gallon of gas, poured the full gallon of gas on there every single ounce of it and then we would light a paper towel on fire or something and just toss it in and there would be a mushroom cloud that would just go up it was insane and i and i look back now i'm like could have easily gotten hurt but i never did oh yeah really 
Um, there's there's but, like stories yeah. where it's like you're you're like pouring the gasoline into the fire and it catches up the stream and then explodes the container in your hand. Like I've heard stories yeah. like that before. There's I used to. I used to still just use like little bottles and squirt the <laughs> the gas right on the fire. Oh yeah, yeah. There's supposed That's to be so dangerous to like not explode but if you're using like one of the older ones i would imagine they're not designed very well oh no so for for a bonfire i just threw this in there like how big is too big <laughs> well let's look <laughs> at all, burning all man those, yeah we we get out of control a little bit but <laughs> yeah burning man yeah that's a good example actually i don't think you can go too big as long as it depends if you're in the middle of a forest you have a, you have some restrictions like you have some responsibility if you're in the middle of a forest, but if you're in the middle of a desert at Burning Man, True. Yeah. make it as big it, as you can fucking make it. Let's just say it depends how much flammable area you have around you. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. only you can prevent forest fires. Or Smokey. <laughs> oh, Smokey, you buzzkill. <laughs> <laughs> we had a big-ass sign in Anago, and every time I'd pass it, it'd be like... um the risk of fire is high today or <laughs> it's moderate today. And it was oh, just yeah. Smokey the Bear holding the sign that some some person would switch out. I never saw anybody switch it, but it was always switched. <laughs> yeah. They uh no, I that's actually weird because they have those all over the place. They're at every every like fire department has one mm-hmm. posted somewhere. Um because there's one up north on the way to, to my parents' cabin. And yeah, that's a good point. I've never seen somebody switch it, but no, it's, it's almost it's always different. switched. It's yeah, who switch. switches it? <laughs> I don't know. Is the Smokey know. come alive and do um, it himself? Yeah, that's a that's a mystery. Maybe we'll have to investigate. Yeah, we'll we'll um, do like a camp out and <laughs> <laughs> we'll get some we'll get some night vision goggles and we'll just like sit there and watch the fire barn. <laughs> we got you, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> got you. Just jump out. And <laughs> <laughs> who are you? <laughs> My name's Fred. I just I changed the sign in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll interview him on our podcast. we're we're, we're off the rails we are off the rails again again it's gonna be a three hour long podcast today so buckle buckle up um next next thing we're talking about though um related to campfires not so much bonfires because you can't can't get close enough the good old s'mores Mm. one of the most delicious summer treats that is in existence um do you do you like s'mores? I is love it, them. You love them, okay. I don't trust um, anyone who doesn't. I, yeah, I, I I love s'mores, but by marshmallows by themselves, like people that just eat roasted marshmallows, not a fan. You know, I, I've I've done my fair share of just I I've, I I'll eat raw marshmallows just like right out of the the bag, but I, I don't think I, I I've never roasted one and ate it. It's always been in a s'more, like in, just, in granola. I don't think I like it's the texture of the marshmallow that I don't like. It's just by itself it's weird. My my like, grandma my grandma had this one thing that was like uh for like you know how like there's the the bags that are it'll suck all the air the machine that'll suck all the air out of them and like uh preserve yeah, wasn't that vacuum seal. Thank you. She had one that was for like liquids and it was more of like a cylinder container and I used to throw a marshmallow in it 
and it would suck all the air out and the marshmallow would puff up to the size of the container. And, oh my uh, God. Yeah. We did that in, uh, we did that in, in science class in high school. Yeah. Yeah. I used to do that. Like every time I'd go over there, I was like, can I do the marshmallow thing? And she's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to clean out all this sticky marshmallow. Like, I feel mm-hmm. so bad. Like I was such a little, <laughs> a little fucker as a kid. Yeah, basically the same, basically the same thing happens if you put it in a microwave. Like yep, it just it yep. like huge. Yeah, this one was just like a... <laughs> Yeah, they're fun. It's fun. Yeah, it's a good time. Um, but uh some interesting history about s'mores. They were uh not I can't say in like invented or created, but the person credited with the first ever recipe is actually a woman by the name of Loretta Scott Crew. Thank you for um, your she, service, ma'am. Yes, thank you for your service, ma'am. You've done a solid, great, great deal uh, creating that. Um, but she used to make them for her Girl Scout troop back way, way back because her recipe was published in a 1927 publication called Tramping and Trailing with the Girl Scouts of America, which is a odd name for a publication, especially about the Girl Scouts. Um, yeah. Don't know what tramping means, but I know what it means nowadays. Um, <laughs> it's not it's not positive, uh, but I actually did uh, find the link for it. If you want to put the link in the show notes when you publish this, yeah, um, remind me to do that because I don't think I've done that for any episode yet. Oh, okay. So if you're listening and you're like, you keep where are these show notes? Show notes. <laughs> you can blame Jake for that one. That's why there are no show notes. My apologies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I actually did find the original recipe. Like I read, I read that in a, in a little article, and then I actually managed to find the the actual recipe. Um, we should try. So, it. Yeah, we should. I mean, it's literally just the same exact recipe. I was going to say, like, how different is it from a normal? Like, it's, 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 it's like <laughs> a piece of chocolate, and so we can try it. But it's just going to be making a s'more. Is is it like a marshmallow that's like? perfectly golden brown or does she just like roast the shit out of it oh, and they, it's black no it's a it's it's like golden brown they go into the description of like how exactly mm. to roast it and like the link that i have is also like this huge huge like booklet of everything that they learn so if you want to like learn how to build a fire and build a shelter like, that's also there <laughs> but page 71 is where the the real magic is at just saying um but I did want to mention a few recipes that I found online for some pretty dope s'mores that are outside of the norm. Um, so you want to go every other one here? I'll read the first one. Yeah, let's go. One. So we got the s'moreo, which is uh, just like it sounds. It's two Oreos as the, the bun, so to speak, and then a marshmallow uh, between them. That sounds fantastic. It sure does. Um, then we have the Reese's s'more, normal s'more, with Reese's peanut butter cup instead of the Hershey's bar. Oof, we had that at the fire awesome. the other night and I didn't try it. I, I've only you ever done Hershey it? bar. Oh, dude, you got to try the Reese's one. It's so, so good. The next one is a little weird. Um, it's called the Elvis. And I think <laughs> it's kind of supposed to be designed after hit that sandwich that he's super famous for um, because it's graham crackers with a banana, peanut butter, and bacon with a toasted marshmallow that sounds so fucking good oh, you um, think it sounds good with the bacon i just see the word bacon and i i blur out the rest of the words so <laughs> <laughs> okay that's fair that's fair. Uh, yeah i would try it though um yeah then we have the chocolate chip cookie s'more which is two chocolate chip cookies with hershey's 
and marshmallow in between. So, so just yeah, so just normal s'more with cookies instead of the graham cracker. Yeah, that sounds yeah, good which too. Which still sounds really really good. Um, so but yeah, that's the last one that I wanted to like mention because those are pretty cool. But there's a ton more recipes and some like different variations of s'mores um, in the link that hopefully will be in the show notes. We'll we'll see. I will get them this time. To be determined. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so this, uh, this next one you should actually be familiar with because this, uh, next one is the camping. Yes. My one, my one summer activity. Yes. Very popular in the Midwest because we have a ton of campgrounds. Like you can't throw a rock without hitting a campground in Mm -hmm. the Midwest. Um, so you enjoy camping, obviously. I've only gone to like three different sites though. I was, yeah, I was like, Jack Lake was our main one. Like my mom loved Jack Lake a lot. And like as kids, so did myself and Kirk, as you know. Um yeah. we we would go there like at least twice a summer. Um and that was a lot for us because like as as gamers, you know, you don't want to leave your room. So going twice yeah. a summer is quite a bit. That's 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 pretty a lot. huge. That's a lot. It's pretty huge. You're asking- <laughs> leave, uh, leave their room for, for oh, quite yeah. a while. But no, we uh, I went to Lake Matanga. I think Matanga. It's like it's it's a lake that it doesn't have a drop off. Like it stays like knee high water until you go out like fifty or sixty feet. Like it's a huge. Oh. It's really weird. Like it's like knee high or maybe to your waist. I I don't remember, but it's like very shallow water for like it's 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 insane like it just doesn't have a drop off that it's goes over your really, head it's gonna be a really difficult lake to go boating on like you must even need, need like a really specific kind of yeah boat i don't i don't remember if boats were on that lake or not yeah probably not because that'd be really dangerous because if you hit your yeah like, you hit the low spot and you hit your motor yeah it can ruin your motor but yeah, okay, yeah we went there a couple times and then there was one other place that we'd go to that i can't remember the name i was always a big fan of um devil's lake that campground um i don't know if i've been there or not oh dude it's it's really really sick it's got two like two two mountains on each side i say mountains they're they're really big hills they obviously look like mountains but they're not technically mountains they're mountains to us (laughs) they're mountains to us so it's got two mountains and then there's kind of like like a third like really big hill off in the distance but it kind of like forms this basin and at the middle of that is this is a lake and it's a protected lake, which means that you can't drive any motorized vehicles, any motorized uh, boat propellers or anything on it. You can only like kayak or use electric vehicles. So the water is like super pure. And then the campground itself is like um, a little ways away from that off in the woods. It's super nice. They've got a ton of hiking areas with this. Uh, it's called the Devil's Staircase. It's like this naturally formed staircase that goes up the entire side of the mountain. And okay. then there's boulders, boulders up the entire other side of the mountain. So you can climb the boulders up the side of the mountain without actually rock climbing. It's it's a ton of fun. I would that recommend, sounds fun. I would recommend Devil's Lake if you ever go camping again. Um, real quick, let me ask you a question. Uh, did you normally use a tent or a camper? Um. Most people are going to hate me for this. I mean, uh, my family had a really small camper for a little while. It was like a hard metal side one, mm-hmm. kind of like kind of like a streamline. But like my family uh, does not come from wealth, so it was not <laughs> like an actual streamline. It was kind of the off sure. one. Yeah, same. But other, like... 
we did have a, a bigger tent. We had like a six person tent that we also used. So kind of 50, okay. 50. Like, I think I've only ever like slept like overnight in a tent once or twice in my life. Like <sighs> I, I was fortunate. Like my mom had a camper that it was like a pop-up camper and okay, yeah. Yeah. And it was like, it sucked. Cause like you always had mosquitoes in that fucking camper at night. And like you tried mm-hmm. to like hide hide under the sleeping bag, but like you'd still wake up with like forty new bites, and See, that was where, awful. Like that that made me miss the my little video game corner in my room. Yeah. See, that's where tents almost kind of are better, because at least if you have mosquitoes in the tent, it's a smaller area. You can find them and kill them easier. That's true. But no, um, I I remember like I think it maybe maybe when I was in high school, my grandpa um bought an extremely nice camper like it had like air conditioning it had like a full nice kitchen and it had like it had like a bedroom with a tv plus two bunk beds it was a big ass like rv camper and he would he would let my mom and my mom and i take that whenever we go camping or if we go to rock fest we would have that and it was like i almost didn't even want to go sit outside in the sun because it was just so nice in this I know, that's why it's not camping it's like why would you you know why bring uh-huh. you know it's way cooler inside and like just nicer um, better better sleeping camping is supposed to be miserable you're supposed my, to be miserable. <laughs> my, my favorite story that i think pretty much sums up my personality pretty well is uh i think i was in middle i think it was in middle school but we were out camping at jack lake and i was kind of upset about camping because it was during the release of a Guitar Hero game. I, I don't remember if it was Guitar Hero 2 or 3. I think it was wow. Guitar Hero 3. Anyway, what I was pretty upset. And the day that it came out, my uncle drove up to spend the night um, with us in our, in our campground that night. And he brought a TV and the brand new Guitar Hero game. <laughs> <laughs> And I was so fucking pumped that I did nothing. I did no camping activities. I didn't sit by the fire. I didn't go down by the lake. I sat and played this game <laughs> for the entire day and night. <laughs> That's just that you just defeated the entire purpose oh, of going camping. Oh, like, yeah. Like you but it, was, it was funny because it was like, I, I, it was the most pumped I've ever been camping. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> Um, uh, we should probably burn through uh probably skip over a couple of these other topics because we're probably way over like i don't know what time i we're don't at, even right? know what time we're at it's but we are way way over even our normal time probably um I, we can talk some uh some quick summer drinking games though so um the two main ones that i always think of when i think of summer midwest drinking games or even just like games in general i think of cornhole and We'll, we'll say ladder golf, even though I always knew it as testicle toss. <laughs> that's such a that's, good name. I've never heard that, but that's such a good that name for totally that game. It, <laughs> it like, literally just is a big sack of testicles you're tossing. That's so it's funny. It's the perfect name for it. But the first time that I like played it with people that weren't my family, I was like, oh, <laughs> you, guys, you guys have testicle toss. And they were like, what? what? <laughs> no, I've always known it as like, ladder uh, golf, uh, but... I think from now yes. on I will refer to it as testicle toss. Testicle that toss is so is, funny. Oh, it's so much, so much more fun name for it. So cornhole. Um, I do have some interesting history for this one too, because you know why not learn something? 
Um, so nobody really knows where it started for sure, because obviously it's kind of hard to pin down where a game started. Um, but there are a few people who have claimed that they were the ones who started it. So Kentucky, uh, they claim that they had an early pioneer named Jebediah McGillicuddy who invented the game, um, you know, back in the pioneer times, uh, or something similar to it. And then there was also some German immigrants who claimed that it was as similar to a game that they played in the old country. But the one that I thought was the coolest was that uh, there are some stories from Native Americans that there was a game very similar to Cornhole Played uh, with dried animal bladders that they filled with corn. Gross. Yeah, super gross. But, uh, uh, you know, that's pretty intense. I mean, to play a game, you're going to rip out a bladder of an animal and fill it with corn. That's. Do you think if they didn't have enough uh, bladders for the amount of people that want to play that they would just get some fresh bladders? Yeah. Or do I you think, think they would... Just share the bladders that they already had. Uh, I feel like it kind of depend. It would depend how much time they have. Like if you got time to go out and just uh, kill a deer. Yeah, I wonder how know. fast it, it it is to harvest the bladder. I mean, you have to dry them out. So, so I, I so it <laughs> oh yeah, you have to dry them out. <laughs> yep. You're not just going to a bloody a bladder. bladder. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to throw your game off. Um, but uh, so I, I really like, I think Cornhole is probably my more favorite of the two games, honestly. Um, I, I play Cornhole a lot more. Like, I feel like it's more common. It definitely but, is. But yeah, ladder it's golf or, or testicle toss. That, that's testicle. super fun. I was really good at that. I remember that was a fun game. Yeah, ladder golf slash testicle toss is a, is a super fun game. But uh, some interesting history behind that one too, actually. Um, so one thing that I was kind of looking through said that it's believed to have or originated as a camping game um that's where it was first documented like no real origin people just kind of saw people in the 90s playing the game that they must have made themselves but there's also some stories that it started as a game played in the old west by the cowboys and farmhands where they would throw snakes at fences oh interesting (laughs) i just think that's so funny i'm like just pick up a snake off the ground (laughs) Like throw it at a fence. <laughs> Try to make it around. I really can't even picture it. It's it's too ridiculous to picture, really. Um, we kind of covered those ones, but uh, and the, the other game uh, that I just wanted to briefly mention is beer darts. Have you ever played beer darts? Um, I, I played normal darts. What's beer darts? Uh, I don't know what normal darts are, but beer darts are. You have like this plank of wood that goes in front of your knees or just nothing in front of your knees if you want to play the hardcore version then you literally just have like a metal tipped dart and you each put a beer in front of you and you throw the dart at each other's beer try to hit it as low as possible and then when you hit the other person's beer they have to drink it down to where the hole is oh so you crack open your beer at the beginning because otherwise sure uh, physics uh, it won't go down and it'll just spray it <laughs> Uh, but then, yeah, you just chug it down to that point, and then whoever finishes their beer first is actually the loser. That sounds fun. I've never played that. Yeah, it's super dangerous. I actually, my friend Justin last summer just t- took a dart to the knee playing that Ooh. game. <laughs> I mean, for him, ouch, but for me, I could not stop laughing. For oh, I bet. After that. <laughs> so you haven't played that? What is narwhal darts? Just like no, no normal darts, you know, like. Oh, I thought you said narwhal darts. <laughs> narwhal, narwhal darts. darts. No, no, no. 
Just normal like wall dart. Now we have to make a game called narwhal dart. Narwhal dart. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's pretty much everything I wanted to mention. I had a little thing about just going up north, uh, going up north, like the phrase "going up north." I don't know if that was a thing for you, but that's something my family would always say. Like we're going up north for the weekend. I don't know yep, if it's it'd be... everywhere. Yeah, no. It's just yeah, yeah. We, we would say that too if we were going farther north than where we already are. <laughs> I know that's that's the thing. It's like in Wisconsin, going going up north is like just going north of Highway Ten. Like it's. Like <laughs> not, I I always. Far. I always say I'm going up somewhere though. Like even if I was going down to like Chicago or Waukesha, I'd be like, "Yeah, I'm going up to Chicago." And like yeah, Jenny will constantly, for the week. <laughs> she will always <laughs> correct me. She'll be like, "Down," and I just want to like punch a wall. I'm like, "God damn it!" <laughs> <laughs> just, just gotta correct me on that, don't you? Um, yeah. So that's uh, that's everything I think we wanted to cover for the day. Do you wanna? Do you want to officially take us out? I'll let you do it. You're so much better than me. All right. Um, so thanks for listening. Uh, please follow us on Twitter as usual at Midwest underscore boredom or on Facebook, Midwest under uh, Midwest boredom podcast. If you have a question or a beer for us to try on our next beer review uh, or any corrections, because I'm guaranteeing that we get stuff wrong in every episode, feel free to shoot us a message on t- either Twitter, Facebook, um, and that email that I, I swear is on its way. It's, it's coming. It's going to be awesome. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and then uh, also I wanted to do um, something for our first official fan. If we actually do manage to get somebody, if you listen to this podcast and you're not somebody that we know, uh, Tom and Sarah, if you're listening, that means you. Uh, so if you're not Tom and Sarah, who are the two people that are probably listening to our podcast right now, shoot us a message. If you actually listen to every episode and we'll try to do like a shout out for you on the next podcast or on one of the upcoming podcasts. Otherwise, I don't know. We can, you think we can do anything else for him? Something special. Jake's a graphic designer. Maybe he can graphically design. I'll make shirts. (laughs) (laughs) First person that, (laughs) that uh sends in a message i'm making like a limited supply of like five shirts Ooh, ooh we'll have like yeah we'll have like midwest board podcast we'll have their names on the shirt like it'll be very limited edition Ooh, maybe we can even throw a picture of of us and that person in a rocket ship all flying together into outer space like oh that sounds perfect yeah yeah yeah. i mean if you're if you're our first fan you could win something pretty cool um yeah I know, I know Tom and Sarah, they, they listened to the one episode. So if they don't listen to this yeah. one, they'll never know. So it could be somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how dedicated they are. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see how <laughs> hardcore they are if they consider themselves our, our, our actual first fans and not just like listening to be good friends. Yeah, we can't mention it to him. Otherwise, it's game over. No, we can't mention it to him. Otherwise, otherwise Term's gonna, he's going to make a, a spreadsheet about it <laughs> and send it to us. Uh. All right. Well, uh, that's all we have for today, then. Bye. Bye.